On today's show, we're going to continue the theme of trades and we're locking in on one name. And this was a name that we did not mention on our trade show that we had a couple of nights ago, and that's Buddy Heald. It sounds like the Pacers and Buddy Heald are looking to make a trade or looking at options. There will probably be teams involved that want to have a look at Buddy Heald, but should the Bucks be one of them? What would a package look like? And would you be willing to invest in Buddy Heald, who is going to be a free agent this offseason, next offseason? Let's talk about it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win My name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. And alongside me, back again, Camille Davis, who you can find on the Technical Foul podcast. You can also find on Carry the G, which is a Packers show that is on absolute fire right now. The Packers looking to bounce back this weekend at home, finally. Uh, but of course, most importantly, you can listen to Camille on Locked on Bucks. Uh, we thank you all for making Locked on Bucks your first watch or first listen of Every weekday, we're ramping up to the regular season and we need your support. So make sure you subscribe, drop a like, a comment, rate, review, and do all those things. Uh, It's free to do and uh, it helps us continue to grow the show. So today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter the promo code LockedOnNBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. Uh, We promise you that. Now, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but maybe there's new people plugging into the show, Camille. You've got a wonderful new microphone and your audio is just sounding superb right now. I still have my broken microphone in travel damage, so I'm working on getting some new equipment. So the audio, not quite uh, up to scratch, but we appreciate the support either way. Uh, Let's dive right into it. So a couple of days ago, an athletic report, Sham Sharania uh, saying that the Pacers and Buddy Heald are going to at least explore options now. Buddy Heald, a free agent. Next offseason, they haven't been able to come to terms on an extension. Uh, so he may, might be on the way out of Indiana. What's your first reaction when you see this? And it, is it immediately, let's get in on the action? You know me at this point, Kane. My, my <laughs> first reaction is always, at what cost? Like, what, yes. what does it take um, in order to get Buddy Hilled here in Milwaukee? But, uh, Buddy, I mean, that's a name that's been floating around for a while. We've heard the trade rumors about him. He was going to go to L.A. at one point, ended up in Indiana. Uh, and my first thought when I heard it was, I mean, if the Bucks were to strike a deal with them, we do have a track record of working with the Pacers um, and finding a deal from the Brogdon yeah. trade to, you know, Jordan Wara more recently with George Hill. So um, we know those phones between the Pacers and the Bucks are working. And Buddy Hill's a shooter. When you talk about that two spot, on the Bucks starting lineup, if you're assuming that you have your Drew Holiday at the point, you have Chris at the three, you have Giannis at the four, and Brooke at the five. Uh, we've always penciled in Grace in there on this particular roster because it's kind of like, one, there's no other better option uh, for that starting shooting guard spot. But when you look at what Grayson brings and then what someone like Buddy Hill could bring, it's a lot of the same. Buddy Hill is going to be a 40% you know, plus three-point shooter. He can get his own shot. He's exceptional at getting his own shot. Matter of fact, I'd say that's 
pretty much like the the the, the breath of uh, his game for the most part offensively. He's looking to score. He's going to get his bucket. Not so much a playmaker, uh, but on this particular roster, slotting him in as a starting shooting guard, I don't think he actually needs to be that uh, to mm-hmm. be successful in the system. So I like the idea of Buddy. Uh, it's just, again, what will it take for us to get him? So just a few notes on Buddy Heald, because I think you've summed it up perfectly there in terms of what you're getting when you, uh, if you bring in a Buddy Heald to this lineup. Again, it's fine if he's just a scorer, because that's probably what the Bucks need anyway. It's been certainly a skill set that I've been discussing on this show over the last few weeks. And I think overall, there's no question he is an upgrade over the Grayson Allen at the moment. We'll get to the trade package in just a little bit. So Buddy Heald... It's interesting, he's 31 in December, and he is definitely, for me, one of those guys who came into the league a little bit later. So he's older than you think. Well, for me, anyway. Uh, One other thing that I'm curious about how you feel, and he is an elite shooter, and this was a a stat that I took from that athletic article, but last five seasons, nobody in the NBA has made more threes than Buddy Heald. So he he can flat out shoot it over 40% from three across his career, 7.7 attempts. So he's a high-volume shooter, so you can trust the shooting. Do you care about the fact that he's played 548 regular season games and zero playoff games? Does that does that matter to you at all? Keeping in mind, obviously, he's been uh, Sacramento, Indiana, uh, Pelicans for a little bit there. Yeah, and he was not on this version of the Sacramento Kings that is exciting yes, and right. riding the beam and you know getting some some big dubs here. So, um, does it bother me? Not necessarily, because 500 plus regular season games in itself is quite a bit of basketball at the NBA yeah. level to have played. And we all know that only one man can only do so much, you know, on the floor. Like it's not all on him that he hasn't made the playoffs yet in his career. Uh, he just needs the opportunity to get there. But the other side of that is when he gets to the playoffs, will he be able to perform uh, when the lights are a bit brighter, when a defense are keyed in on him a little bit more. Uh, but then you can have the flip side of that as well and saying like, well, if you put him next to a Giannis and, and a Chris and a Drew, Um, that's a lot of playoff experience right there. That's really still the core of our championship team there, along with Brooke. Um, I know we have Bobby and Pat off the bench, but not sure if one of them, either one of them would be there if we make this trade for Bobby. So he's leaning on those four and their experience to get through that. And I don't see that as being as big of a problem because I mean, one thing you hear about a lot of shooters who come to the Bucks is that one, they say, I've never had this much space to shoot. Yes. the gravity of Giannis. And if you think about a three-point shooter like a Buddy Hill, what he might be able to do if he has more space in front of him, uh, it's kind of exciting, especially when you think about the Bucks' playoff history over the last few years. And what always seems to go for the Bucks is not the defense, it's that offense. It's finding somebody who can get a consistent bucket um, throughout the series and crunch time, so on and so forth. And we've seen the offense dry up even during the championship run. A lot of that was defense predicated where they leaned on their defense and was able to get enough stops uh, to make up for their lack of bucket getting. So, uh, no, I wouldn't be worried with bringing him in, although he doesn't have too much playoff experience. I think that he'd have to just lean on those other four starters and play his role. I think you're right. It doesn't scare me off uh, too much at this point in time. I mean, you'll find out and you might look back and go, well, gee, that didn't work out. But uh, if he came here, you would expect it would be his first uh, postseason run there. 64% 64% of his shots came from three. So he's going to let it fly. Uh, that was last season. 64% of his field goal attempts were three. So he's going to let it fly. And I do think when I say he's an upgrade over uh, Grayson Allen, he's scored at a high volume. He's taken more shots, all those types of things. But I do think that maybe there's a different level of 
uh, defensive attention with Buddy Heald. Like, he's legit. He, I mean, he might be... Well, he's probably a top three, four, five shooter in the NBA. So, I mean, it is a different level uh, there. Let me ask you something that I just thought of now, and it's, as usual, when I throw questions at you, it's not necessarily fair that I'm asking you this on the fly. But we discussed a bunch of names on the podcast a couple of nights ago. And Buddy Heald wasn't one of those on on the spreadsheet that Frank had. So let me just ask you, if you say, okay, Buddy Heald, and we'll get to the trade package next. Buddy Heald, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. Colin Sexton, or Emmanuel Quickly. I don't know if you can rank those right now or which name stands out to you. Is there anyone out of those four? Let's just say, in theory, the Bucs can trade for any of those guys. Ooh, well, the thing with trading for Buddy Hill to consider as well is that, as you mentioned, this is the last year of his deal. So you'd have to come up on some more money and, you know, get that new contract out there. I'd have to look at the numbers for, you said, Quigley, Bogdan, and and who was the, the other one? Sexton. Sexton. So I have to look at the, I don't remember the yeah. contract situation on top of my head, but that piece with Buddy is really interesting, especially seeing where the Bucks are currently when it comes to their salary cap, seeing how they have seemed to plan out all of these contracts throughout, you know, Giannis's time here um, and trying to align that. But if I'm taking out contracts, taking out all the other stuff and just thinking of player fit, I do still think I would go with Buddy over those other three. Uh, Again, listen, 40-plus three-point percent shooter, uh, 6'4", which, I mean, in this NBA, 6'4", you can, you know, combo. He's not a great playmaker, though, um, that you might get from some of those other guys, but that shooting ability and the way he's able to get his shot, he doesn't just catch and shoot. Like, he can create, you know, from beyond that arc in a few different ways, and that is so, so appealing to me. Yeah, over 40% on pull-ups last year as well and uh, shot attempts from three that were uh, two-plus dribbles. So, yeah, he can really shoot it. Uh, I don't know. I still it, – it's interesting. We had the Locked On Crossover podcast with the Knicks yesterday. A lot of Giannis chat, but we did get to Emmanuel quickly at the back end of that podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out because some of the stuff that Gavin Scholl from Locked On Knicks said about Emmanuel quickly had me highly excited. Uh, he would be a guy that would need to be paid in the future as well. And then a benefit for Bogdanovich is that – the contract's locked in for the next few years mm-hmm. and the price is actually coming down to around 16 mil in a couple of years' time. So I'd probably still lean uh, to Bogdanovich in terms of winning this season, but maybe quickly, clearly the high upside guy. But let us know what you think in the YouTube comments, those four guys. Maybe I'll put that uh, in the YouTube comments there as well. Let's get to a trade package though, because this is where things get interesting for a guy that is a free agent next off season. So we'll talk about that next after we talk about bird dogs, and uh, you know how I feel about this. This is the bird dog stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, Camille. And that's what we're all after, let's be honest. Even if you're not working out, you just you wear these, these bird dog shorts. It makes it look like you are. So bird dog shorts do the same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. Uh, they fit better than your regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, and uh, they're very comfortable. And you can wear them on any occasion. So whether you're going out to play golf, my dad wants to play golf uh, on the weekend. I haven't played for a long time. I usually embarrass myself. I may as well at least be looking good. So I'll chuck the bird dogs on uh, a date, uh, going out for dinner. You can swim in them if you really want to. And as we mentioned, work out as well. So they're versatile. That's the key thing when it comes to the bird dog shorts. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA uh, or into the promo code locked on NBA at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. 
You won't want to take your bird dogs off, we promise you that. Let's talk cost for Buddy Heald in a trade package. So he actually had a, a substantial contract last time around. So a four-year, $94 million deal. And he's a good player. But as we mentioned, he is 31. He'll be 32 next year, very early when that next contract kicks in. So I am at least curious about what Buddy Heald believes his value is or what type of money he's looking at because four years, $94 million deal. He's averaged, he's uh, owed 19.2 this year. And to me, that feels about right for a player like Buddy Heald. I don't think you want to go too much higher than that. No, and when you have a skill set like he does in this modern NBA where three-point shooting is so highly valued, like, yeah, he's going to be around a – uh, you know, a $20 million a year type of guy, I think at bare minimum there. So again, when you think about the numbers here, you have Chris on the books, you have Brooke on the books, you have Giannis yeah. on the books, and you're looking to extend Giannis, hopefully next summer, the same time period that you would be looking to, or you know, renegotiate the contract with Buddy Hield and get him back on the books with this new contract. So like, it's going to be a hefty tax bill. Like, it's not my money coming out of my pocket. So That's right. I... I don't necessarily care too much about that. But the question you have to ask is, is it realistic for ownership to want to, you know, foot out a luxury bill this high, especially when you think about how the new CBA has those new incentives for teams to not spend as much money uh, with what comes if you're over that cap number, especially over that second line. So it's something to consider, uh, but I think that he is worth that money. So then the question comes, can the Bucks make that work financially for their team? So if we're talking about just bringing in Buddy here to Milwaukee, again, you look at that $19.2 million. So we keep, and we've been here before across this summer, but we keep coming back to, if you want to match those salaries, it's probably going to have to be, just to get to the the money amount, it's going to be two of the guys, two of the three guys that we've discussed. So Grayson Allen would be in the trade if that, that's, that would be part of it, you would have mm-hmm. to assume. Uh, and then you would have, you know, Pat Connaughton and Bobby Porter. So now, now I would assume positionally, you know, maybe it's Bobby, but I, I don't know. Again, something I've thought about, and we've discussed Bobby Portis, and I know a lot of Bucks fans are like, well, you, you can't get rid of him. I think it does leave you a little bit short in the big man department. Maybe you have an open roster spot after that. We'll see. But the question would be, what do the Pacers think the value is for Buddy Heald? And then are they getting other offers where the Bucks would have to throw something else on top? And you say, well, what do you have to throw on top? Well, you've got the first round draft pick, but again, you're talking about a free agent next summer. Uh, I don't think Bochamp is a part of that. I don't think Bucks fans would be too excited about that idea. So if you're just talking straight up for Buddy Hill, let's just say that it's Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis, and a first round pick. It feels a little bit too much. How does that sit with you immediately? Yeah, that feels a little pricey to me, uh, throwing in that first rounder on top of that as well, given the fact that it's an expiring contract. Now, if it was a contract situation like uh, Bogdan, where it's like we have him for a few years here to declining contract, then maybe, you know, I'm more receptive to throwing in a first round draft pick at that as well. But uh, that feels a little rich, maybe second, (laughs) if we can find one of those to muster and throw into that type of deal. And also on top of that, you got to think about the roster construction now. So if it is Bobby and Grayson that goes out, like you mentioned, 
that really thins out your front court rotation because going into the season, we're assuming your front court rotation is going to be Brooke, Giannis, Bobby, and I'm assuming Jay Crowder again. And that's an assumption based purely on speculation of him resigning here in Milwaukee after complaining last season about not being clear about his role was and not playing. So you would think that he resigned here because he knew he was going to get an opportunity to play a little bit more than he did last year, or at least have a more consistent role. Uh, and then you also have Robin Lopez off the bench, but I always looked at the signing of Robin as just insurance insurance, like not somebody who's really going yeah. to be a rotational player uh, when the minutes count. So if you're losing Bobby, now you're looking at a rotation of just Brooke, Giannis, Jay, and then maybe it is more Robin Lopez on the court. And I don't know if that's necessarily a positive, um, especially because Bobby has that flex, you know, four or five ability and Robin, I see him purely as a five and gets thin there, but you're also creating an extra roster spot. So is there another big out there on the market that you're going to want to take a shot on? But if you're doing that, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a guy who you would trust uh, in the playoffs, getting big minutes if they're still on the market at this moment, you know, sitting at home waiting for someone to call them doesn't seem like they're going to be able to make up the production that we got with the Bobby Portis. So you have to balance that a little bit and say, like, is it worth upgrading, you know, at the guard position to have another hit on our front court depth? Dwight Howard uh, working out with the Golden State Warriors. Is, did I dream that or is that actually a fact? Uh, said, uh, Dwight Howard? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's going. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but the, the big conversation is interesting in any Bobby Porter situation. And again, uh, a fan favorite. Typically, when we even mention that, we get a few comments that are saying, nah, don't talk about trading Bobby, which I totally understand. So mm-hmm. I probably am with you based on the contract status that the first round pick feels a little bit rich. Uh, but the Bucks are in a position where they need to upgrade this roster. It is a position of need. Buddy Heald would come in and be a, an immediate starter on this team. So at the same time, you have to ask yourself the question, well, you're bringing in a starting quality guard at a position you need. Maybe that's the price you have to pay. But let us know in the YouTube comments. If that was the deal, let's say Grace Nell and Bobby Porter's first round pick for Buddy Heald. How do you feel about it? And now I've got a variation on this trade. Maybe juice things up a little bit from the Bucks side, and I'm doing this in honor of our uh, great mate, uh, Frank Madden. So I want to get to that next after we talk about DoorDash, the sponsor of uh, today's podcast. And look, we all know what DoorDash does, and you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite uh, restaurant favorites, uh, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers as well. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Uh, If you want even more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. Uh, For our listeners, though, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to 20 bucks when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to 20 bucks. No minimum subtotal there and zero delivery uh, delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. And enter the code locked on NBA. Don't forget that's code locked on NBA for 50% off your first order with order. So if we're talking trade packages and you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, the first round pick, give up two important rotation players, guys that are going to play in the postseason. You get one guy back, but you've given up your one asset. 
for really a guy that potentially might not be at your team beyond this season. Mm -hmm. I can understand if you're saying that's a little bit too much. So what if the Bucs are saying to Indiana, well, we're giving you a 2029 first round pick. For all we know, this could be legitimately a top five pick. We don't know what's going on. And that's how you have to sell it if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Hey, this pick is extremely valuable. I don't know how those negotiations go, but if you're Milwaukee, that's what you're saying right now. So a guy that Frank was pretty high on the other day on the trade podcast that we did in terms of young players with upside that can potentially grow with the franchise and the Bucs are in that position where they're looking for young guys. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving up Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis, mix and match, you know, is Pat Connaughton in that mix? Who knows? I think Pat is very valuable to me, but you know, maybe that's what you need to make a, a, a deal get done here. You throw in a first round pick. Maybe you've got some seconds floating around that you can get. I think there's a Portland second in there somewhere the Bucs have, but maybe there's some second round picks. Maybe a, a young player, like, a, I don't know if there's any interest in, in any of the rookies the Bucs have. Probably not Andre Jackson Jr. I think there's some genuine excitement about him. And then you get back Andrew Nemhart from the Pacers, who Frank is very excited about. I assume the Pacers are pretty high on him as well. He played 75 games last year as a rookie and performed pretty well. I think that can tip the scales. And I say, okay, that, that, that's worth it there. You're getting a young upside guy. You're giving up a really valuable asset. The Pacers aren't going to pay Buddy Heald. So they get something for that moving forward, a pick that they might think is pretty valuable. It's a long way off. So maybe they get better offers, but does that juice things up for you a little bit? Absolutely. I mean, okay. we've been talking about okay. how this team is old and how they need an infusion of youth. And if yeah. you can, if you can oh, listen, as a rookie watching him play last year, it was just kind of like you're just watching them hard and you're like, okay, like the kid, he's a pretty good guard. Like he he's doing his thing. Like he's coming off the bench too. And you're like, okay, like he might be able to start somewhere. And it reminds me, and I'm, I want to be very clear. I am not saying that he has the same projection as this player, but it reminds me of like flashes that you got watching like SGA when he was younger and on the Clippers still. And you're just kind of like, man, like the Clippers got a good one there. Like, I don't know why they would give him up. <laughs> don't know why they would do that. And then, you know, a trade comes up and they actually pull the trigger on it because they're like, we can't pass this opportunity that we have here to go for the star power. But um yeah, that's a that's a big sweetener, and ab- that one that one makes it a little bit easier to say yes. Have this first round draft pick, take Bobby, you know, take Grayson. And again, I say that as somebody who absolutely loves Bobby Portis, and I would still have yeah. concerns about the front court depth there. But to be able to try and do what the Warriors were doing with their two timelines, which didn't necessarily pan out for them after they paid Jordan Poole, yeah. but being able to have some young guys on the bench who can continue to grow with Giannis. Uh, or even behind him. So like when Giannis is gone, there is still a group of talent here left in Milwaukee with these young guys. We all have high hopes for, for Marjan this season. Uh, we saw our other rookies during summer camp, uh, summer league, and just trying to be like, okay, do some flashes here. Let's see what you can do. And again, the other question that comes down to it, which we still don't have a solid answer for is how they fit into the scheme. Right. Uh, with this new head coach here. So yeah, if, if you throw, if you throw Yes, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I look at it, and this is generally the way these things go when you look at locked on bucks, locked on paces, probably has the conversation and they say, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take the first round pick. You can have Buddy Heald, a couple of rotation players. I think the paces are a team that want to be competitive this year for sure. 
uh, and then you say, well, okay, give us one of your young pieces that's only played one season, and they probably say no. So it might be one of those things, and I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I am also just fascinated to see what the trade market overall is. I imagine there is a bunch of contending teams that would love to have Buddy Heald. Again, for the Bucks, we've always looked at the fifth starter over the last few years, and it's been a guy that you say, look, he's the fifth guy. This is, this is a really nice player, and Grayson Allen is a, is a really nice fifth starter on this team that has four high-quality all-star type guys that have that have been around the mark. Obviously, Brooke Lopez was awesome last year. But if you get then Buddy Heald, legitimately one of the best shooters, it does change the team, even if you take a little bit of a hit at the depth position. So I'm curious to know uh, what the listeners think. Buddy Heald, not a player that we mentioned on the podcast a couple of days ago, but maybe now in the mix. And certainly if my Twitter feed has anything to do with it, uh, Bucks fans are at least intrigued. I think, Camille, there is just in general a real... Uh, desire for some action, for some trade action with this uh, Bucks team. People seem like yeah. they're not necessarily satisfied with where the Bucks are at. I think the team's great. I've said that, but it, it just feels like everyone is anticipating at some point something's going to happen. And I don't know whether that's heightened because of uh, the Giannis conversation. I'm not sure. I'm sure the Giannis conversation made those thoughts and desires a little bit more heightened for some people where maybe yeah. if before they were like, you know, well, this off season was okay. You know, we resigned some of our guys. We didn't get too many new pieces here, but like, it's okay. And then they hear Giannis saying like, I need this front office to continue to show yeah. me they want to win and do something. So I could see some fans being like, I take back what I said, not as good. Like I would love to see new action. And I mean, on top of that too, when you're consistently seeing the same guys, the idea of what could be with something else is always going to sound appealing because the thought of the unknown, uh, it can be great. And people normally go for that great piece. They don't think about what happens if it doesn't work out. So like, I understand uh, fans who would be, who are on the edge of their seats. Like we need to do something. We need to do something now. Um, but at the same token, like you said, I think we have a good team. We have a team that should be able to compete for a championship. Of course, if there's moves we can make, on the margins or to rotational pieces to get another piece back and it improves the team dynamic and the team itself, then absolutely we got to do things to improve the team. Like when we uh, traded (laughs) for Drew Holiday, it was kind of like, wow, we gave up a whole lot to get this. But my thought wasn't, oh, all these pick swaps and all these draft picks. My thought was, oh my God, we got Drew Holiday. Like, let's go. Like, let's do this. Like, let's make something happen with it. So I get it for sure. And I'm not knocking anybody who feels the Bucks need to do something because I get it. Um, I do want to say though, if you do think the Bucks need to do something um, because they're not, you know, a championship level team, that's where I would disagree. Like, I think that they are still a contending team as currently constructed. And it's, I mean, you talked about it with Justin, I heard in the Chris Middleton pod where it's like health is important. So, um, you know, we got to see how the season unfolds, but if healthy, I like their chances. Yeah, wouldn't be without risk with whatever they do with this asset. And, and as you pointed to, uh, it's not like the Drew Holiday trade was without risk, but they won a title straight away. You say, okay, I'm forever going to be satisfied with right. this. and probably would have been uh, regardless. I think it was a move they had to make. So we'll see how this plays out. Uh, it's been a big week talking trades on Locked On Bucks. So if you missed the the wider trade discussion with Frank, go back and check that out. Heaps of names mentioned on that podcast yesterday. I podcasted with Locked On Knicks. We spoke about Giannis a lot, Emmanuel Quickly. Go check that one out. So uh, a pretty fun week on the show. Uh, as far as Camille goes, on Monday, check out Carry the G. On Tuesday, check out the Tech Foul podcast. And then Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, Camille will be back here with me as well. Because we are only about two weeks away uh, from 
the uh, preseason starting. So we'll have post-game pods coming up here real soon as well. So there's lots of content to come on Locked On Bucks. We appreciate the support uh, for Camille and myself. That's a nice way to wrap up the week. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you on Monday.